Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Today we're in the studio and we're going to talk about some summer steelhead tributary. And I'm kind of sad that that was the subject that we closed considering they just opened the Columbia for summer steelhead again. Naturally, we're always about a week behind. <laughs> right. No, <I'm> just <laughs> perfect every time. <laughs> right oh but lots of exciting things going on i mean that's some exciting news if you guys are from the northwest we're going to spend about 10 minutes talking about things that are in the northwest fisheries wise and then we're going to hopefully go on to a subject at least that's what we've said we're going to do the last couple of podcasts and it absolutely hasn't happened but okay. it's usually cam's fault because he goes on some rant about some fishery thing and it turns into a 25 minute rant about northwest fisheries so just there's, is what it is. There's a good one going on right now, but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> okay, good. But yeah, you're right. They did open the Columbia River back up to uh, salmon, and they finally opened it back up to a one steelhead limit. I mean, let's just be honest and be real about it. Like, our our steelhead numbers are dismal yeah, out they're, there. They're I was really poop. surprised. They're pretty they poopy. Even, I'm surprised I was really surprised they opened, they opened it. it. Yeah. I, I was, too. I think, you know, right now there's, you know, you, you have a bunch of fish that are entering, like, the lower tribs, and there's some hatchery fish, and it has been closed during a time where like that little a run that a run that's headed above monoville should be coming in so we've already missed like half that season of like our impacts mm-hmm. so i think they felt that they could probably open that for a couple weeks it does only open till july 31st and from what my understanding is that there will not be an extension or any continuation um, of that steelhead fishery because as we get into the b run yeah. component that's showing up down in the lower yeah. river um, we're going to need those impacts because uh, we do handle a few steelhead in the buoy 10 fishery and in the woodland fishery. And unfortunately, there is like zero impacts to give of those, yeah. of those bee runs. So uh, if you are interested in doing any kind of steelhead out in the Columbia River, I suggest you do it before July 31st because that will be it. That will be it. I'm going to be bonking a few. That's a fact. I'm, I'm excited. Go. I'm pumped. Are you already planning? Oh. No, I already made plans to go kokanee fishing. And then you get an opener, and now I'm like, oh, crap. Do I tell the four-year-old I can't go kokanee fishing now? Take him steelhead fishing. <laughs> 2 a.m. wake-up call, steelhead fishing? Tell him to deal oh, with it, dude. He's got to get used to it if he's a fisherman. <laughs> uh, you don't need to wake up at 2 a.m. for steelhead. No, you don't have to. I just like not fighting for spots. Yeah. But it makes it tough, though. I mean, to, to your point, though, you know, not being able to, you know, what you got your plans. and I mean, it makes it yeah. super difficult to, you know, kind of play the game. I mean, I feel sorry for the guys that have a little more locked-in schedule at work and you know, it is just kind of cruddy that that the state of affairs of the fisheries that are in that we that they kind of have to it's manage. Like, boom! It this here's way. the fishery. Do with it what you please. Yeah, here's the here's here's, here, here's the crumbs for like ten days. Have fun. See so ya. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, that no warning, and then obviously guiding. Like I can't even tell you how difficult that makes the guiding. I mean, on the last opener, I didn't even go out any of the days because we were out in the ocean. And fortunately, I am kind of glad they opened it this time because I think we're going to be pretty stuck inshore because the ocean is ripped up for the next week so yeah i'll be getting out there and getting some steelhead and taking advantage of it but had the ocean not been <laughs> you'd be in the ocean <laughs> still be in the ocean it's yeah. been phenomenal exactly it's been good well we're going to be talking about tributary steelhead a little bit tonight but is there any other updates that we have with addicted anything going on i know we did just launch a bunch of new hats we got clint over there behind the behind the mixer board and he helped get some new hats on the website so if you guys knew about our summer apparel drop we had some hats that didn't get finished in time, and so we were able to get them on the website actually today, which if you're listening to this podcast, it's July 15th, so they're probably sold out already. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're gone. But no, in all seriousness, our website, www.addicted.fishing. Make sure you guys check it out. we got a whole bunch of new stuff on there for you guys to purchase and buy, and we appreciate the support. And I almost forgot. 
Huge shout out to Nick Wax, our sponsor of this podcast. They make a Gore-Tex waterproofing material. I'll have links down below so you guys can check it out. And then we have a couple of YouTube videos on our YouTube channel that shows you how to use that stuff. And it's pretty amazing if you use any waterproof material that you've had for years. Like I had some bibs that I redid, rewashed them, put them in the material, revived them. And they're like, no joke, they're like brand new again. The water's beating off of them. That's not some sales ploy. It really does work. It's awesome, awesome stuff. So check it out, Nick Wax. Thanks so much for sponsoring the podcast. Cam, do you got any guide updates, anything? You got any open seats or anything coming up or that you want to get out there to people? Not, or not so much. I mean, just, you know, we're, by the time you guys hear this podcast, you know, who knows what's going to happen this weekend. Obviously, we got shut out of the ocean. We got, we got a, you know, some nice weather that's moved in land. And unfortunately, now yeah, that turns on the wind. So we're going to be sitting at home for about a week, you know, from the recording of this podcast. So I don't know uh, exactly what, but I mean, just as always, you know, um, as, you're, as we're starting to really get damn close. I mean, if you think about it, it's four weeks. Yeah, I know. It's four it's weeks close. away to where the Columbia River is going to open up and, uh, you know, buoy 10 and then upriver from that. And, you know, the, the run's here, man. I mean, it is yeah. it is go time. So if you're interested in, in heading out there, shoot, give me a call. I mean, at the very least I can, I you know, I work and talk with a lot of other guides, addicted guides and non-addicted guides that, that uh, you know, I could help hopefully find a spot for you. Cool. Uh, give them your number. Yeah, 360 nine two one five oh seven nine and maybe marlon will throw it in the comments down below yeah i can put it in the description down below and there's one thing i want to say dude i can't every year you know i've been working with cam for a long time he's been a part of addicted for a long time and every single year dudes are trying to call like two days before (laughs) or one day before the woodland fishery and i cannot stress (laughs) enough if you guys are listening to this podcast right now call him now like if you want to fish in woodland call him now if you want to fish at buoy 10 you're probably too late you know like yeah. just give him a call early he's got ocean seats and that's with all the addicted guides like you know, make sure you give him a call ahead of time before the season actually starts and if you really think about it too it's yeah obviously you know preparation and, and being early is a little better but you know i mean i work with you know at least at least another dozen guys yeah, true. that i'm talking to every single they're all talking to each other every single day and between that volume of people that are just going on my boat and going on other people's boats you know, every now and then, you know, a group will cancel. I mean, and this year, you know, that you know, there's going to be a lot of last minute. I mean, just unfortunately, just with COVID there's and whatnot, yeah. there's going to be a lot more. On, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a lot more like precautionary cancellations and stuff like that. It's just going to be the way it's going to be. Um, so, you know, if you just keep in touch and keep messaging and, and uh, yeah, we'll find you this place. So. Cool. Josh, you got any updates? You, wanna, you got any free Coke or anything you're going to give away? Or? No, no booger sugar today. No booger <laughs> <sugar>. <laughs> I was talking about Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, oh, you are a distributor, right? Yep. Oh, it's not Coke, it's Pepsi. No, nope. just been working away. It is Coke. It's Coke. Yeah, he, yeah, works it's Coke. Coke. he works for Coke. Oh, I thought, he I, used to work for Corbin. I quit Pepsi. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Coke's better. I, I Coke, exactly. Coke is better. Did you see that, that meme from Coke? Uh-uh. 2020 sucks. We're putting the Coke back in, like the cocaine. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the, that's the, awesome. the talk other about a, Talk about a good marketing campaign. <laughs> no As Clint takes a swig of Coke behind the mixer board right now, that's just right. hoping that there's a little bit of that, that white powder in there. my favorite customer. Wow. I cannot believe what we're condoning here on the Addiction I can't podcast. believe what we're talking about This thing about took right a derailing, now. so let's talk so, some tributary steelhead. And I will just say this, to be fair, I haven't been. I've been out in Big Blue. I've been out in Where have you been doing? I know you've been catching. I've been hitting a few of the rivers, and I one thing I will say that's been really awesome about this year with the tributary steelhead is with the Columbia being closed, they're not getting picked off. 
like you know, left guys and like, right. Yeah, yeah you know, there's a lot of that lower river Columbia fishery that guys are catching a lot of steelhead down there. And those are a lot of those steelhead are going into our, our tribs, you know, all the tribs that are up in Southwest Washington. Yeah. Some of them are going up river too, but a lot of those fish get picked off down there. And so it's been really cool to see a lot of the fish entering the tribs. I've seen some numbers in some of the rivers that typically do not get the numbers. And I don't know if it's probably a factor of everything, right? Just bounce back runs. And, but I think, you know, not having the pressure on the Columbia has definitely helped. So it's been decent. Every time I've gone, I've at least had chances. I haven't caught fish every time, but the last couple times I've caught fish going out, I went out two days ago and got a fish two days before that I got a limit and it's been good. It's been really good. I'm excited about it. It's been definitely low water conditions. A lot of the rivers are low that I've been fishing at least. And so it's been a lot of spinners. I've been catching fish on a lot of spinners and then addicted jigs. A lot of the, the nightmare jig, all, as always, is just your typical producer. It's been going well. And then I got a couple friends too. You know, Jordan, you know, Jordan told me yesterday, this is one of the best years he's had that he can remember, like, as far as getting fish this as many as he had as consistent as he's been all the way back into like mid-june he's been catching quite a few summers in the tributaries so it so. makes you wonder too is it just the upriver numbers that are bad or you know those maybe be- our lower trips are doing better than what they think do they really calculate those yeah they don't really calculate don't. on that but they do you know they know the smolt releases yeah. um but yeah a lot of those projections that you hear us talking about are for above bonneville yeah a run yeah. and B run, which is yeah. what they're going to base most of the Columbia fishery off, anyways. Yeah, but true that doesn't mean there's not tributary steelhead to be caught because I know there is for sure. For sure. So I've Josh, if you once. if you so you went out once, but if you were to hit the river like tomorrow, what are you going to be fishing? Spinner. You're going to be casting spinner, a spinner and bobber and coon shrimp. I was going to talk so about that a, a little bit. True believer in bobber and coon shrimp in the tribs. Yeah, for it, some reason, summer smashes. steelhead, and I think, Cam, we've talked about this a lot too, but... Bait eaters. They're bait, dude. They love bait. Like, even on some of our local rivers, like, if you're not side-drifting eggs, and I've been trying to tell Jordan that, like, you're, dude, you're just not going to catch as many fish as the guy that is. Those fish are very egg-bitey in some of those runs. And maybe it's just the way you're presenting it to them. I don't know. Or it's the water clarity or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say that, Josh. Like, they can see it from a mile away, pretty much. Yeah, you, you want, you know, if you can settle down those presentations, go to 16th ounce jigs and, and, you know, when it comes to like high pressure situations where you're fishing, you know, rivers that are low and clear and there's sleds on them and stuff like that. And I mean, there's one in particular I've been doing for a lot of years and it just seems like, man, you can try to fight it, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you need to be just stealth, stealth presenting eggs. I mean, you're talking like one split shot, you know, and a six foot leader and just free drifting them pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll bite. You know, you'll get them bite. They are active. You know, the water temps are good, and they can definitely see it. You don't have to deal with any of that or freezing cold temperatures like we do in the wintertime. Okay, so I have a super funny story to tell. So we were fishing the local riv cam in Jordan's sled, and one of the things me and Jordan constantly get in arguments about, and he does this a lot in the wintertime, is he loves to roll up to a hole and just start ripping a spinner through there. He'll cast up and just... It's like his first thing he throws through the hole. Yeah. He does that all the time, and I fight with him all the time about it because I'm like, dude, not every fish is going to hit a spinner. Like, we fight about it constantly. This water is super, super clear, and we were sight fishing, like going around in a sled, like looking for steelhead. And we finally find this steelhead that's just chilling, like not doing anything, not afraid of us at all. We're probably 40 yards from him. And I cast my jig through there, and it goes like right by his head, and he doesn't even move. Like he just kind of looks at it, but just goes by, doesn't bite it. 
Next cast, Jordan cast his spinner, dude. And as soon as that spinner got anywhere near that steelhead, it ran so it went so crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. The thing did like a full 360 and took off up river a hundred miles an hour. Like, did not want anything to do with that spinner. It was a, deathly afraid of it. <laughs> deathly afraid of it. And even Jordan called me the next day. He's like, dude, he's like, that made me so mad when that fish took off running like that. Cause I knew right away that at that moment you were right. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of fish that are going to crush a spinner for sure. And a spinner is a great summer steelhead bait, but I'm always in the mindset to approach it stealthy first and then run your spinner through. Start subtle and then fish more aggressive. Because there's going to be fish that are just straight up not going to eat that spinner and they're going to run away. And what we could have had an opportunity at doing if he wouldn't have cast that spinner is that I could have switched my jig killer, tried throwing a worm, tried putting some bait on there. I could have had more time at that fish, but the second he threw that spinner in there, that fish was gone. They wanted nothing to do with us anymore. Blew up the world. Say that's like your last ditch effort to try to get that fish to turn and bite. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Jordan catches more fish on freaking spinners than anyone I know. And he comes in behind me multiple times and will smash fish on spinners. So I know they work well, but I think it's just one of those scenarios where I like to throw them last for sure. Especially in clear water. Yeah. The thing about the spinner too is a lot of times you can dig out fish with a spinner, you know, in runs and in holding spots that that don't really yeah they aren't aren't to bobber fishing right yeah right, that you're not going to be able to side drift because of the current or the bottom structure you know or even like float fishing maybe maybe it just goes too slow and they got too much time to think about it you exactly. know so maybe you know it's like the guys that are like oh i could out drift fish it's like the guys oh, i can out drift fish you anywhere it's like well i picked the run and i guarantee you that ain't gonna happen buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, trust me <laughs> like yeah so maybe a little bit of that too maybe that just wasn't a good spinner spot yeah. Oh, another thing that I've seen so far this year a lot, and actually something I've kind of learned from you, Cam, over the years, is to not pass up water that's shallow. Like, a lot of these fish I've been finding are literally, like, I'll look at the run, I'll be like, what the heck, that looks like a foot, and the fish is sitting in it, in like a foot of water, like nosed up at the top of the run, like in the riffle. And I've noticed, like, over the last couple of years that there's a lot more fish sitting in those one to two foot riffles than you realize. And they don't get fished because people float over them in their boats. Mm -hmm. And then they always, myself included, go right to the meat. You always go to, oh, that's where the steelhead's going to sit, right there in that bucket. And when this water gets low and clear like this, especially when it gets warm and less oxygenated, they Mm -hmm. are in those runs. Yeah, and you hit it on the head just right there. Temperatures, oxygenation, and they also have a little bit of cover there. You know, when they say the water's low, you fish as high as you can in, like, the run, mm-hmm. right? In the riffle, where it's turning into, like, the hole and then the tail out. You fish as far up as you can, nosed up into those boulders as you can. When the water's high, you fish as low as you can. You know, they're sitting back in those in the tail greasy out. tail outs. So yeah. it's, it's, and you're right. And because of oxygenation and cover, like cover. I mean, think about it's it. Safety. Fish don't, they don't have eyelids. You know yeah. what I mean? So if they can get under a little where the where just even the surface is even just broken a little bit, just a little bit of riffle, um, maybe even a little bit of bubble curtain, anything like that, they're going to be under it. They're going to be hiding. They're not just going to be sitting out there in the glass unless no. they're spawning. Exactly. Jordan's, Jordan's actually the one who showed me that too because I went fished with him on his home river, and he had me throwing a spinner and like literally looked like six inches of water, and I'm just like, this is mm-hmm. this is stupid. Like <laughs> you're annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I could see the bottom. There's no fish there. Literally like four or five casts later, I have to fish. And you could see every boulder in this little tiny riffly run. The thing about that, though, and I've... Dude, there's been so many times where I think I can see everything down there, and then a steelhead comes out of nowhere. Those big black backs don't... Yeah, dude. They blend right in just like a rock. Like, very, very well. For sure. 
All those days you didn't catch them. They were great hide-and-seek champions. So That's a fact. <laughs> or they just they weren't biters. The they're all biters. spread the biter out of them. They're, no, they're yes. steelhead are stupid. Steelhead, are, they'll eat a hot dog. They're stupid. They'll eat I don't anything. believe that. They will not eat a hot dog. <sighs> oh, my God. They'll eat a hot dog. <laughs> I nope. think Cameron's the one who actually. Let's see it. I heard that. Hoverfish I've never, no, I can say I've Hover never. Hoverfish one up on a hot dog tomorrow. No, that one, not there. Not there. We'll just dip it I'll find some downriver dole that will freaking mack <laughs> a hot dog on a steelhead jig. Nobody's business. No tomorrow. Uh, they eat uh, dude, they will. There's no way they're eating a hot dog. Dude. How are you going to present I've, it? I've heard people. The same way I present a, a full hot dog? You're going to put a freaking 12 inch piece of a hot dog. I'll, I'll make a, I'll cut it into a flipping worm. I have literally. I was, I was wondering <laughs> is how I you're going to fish it. Plugs. Slice it. Yeah. Earplugs. I've heard of that before. Corky. It's a corky. I corky. Mean, the same difference. I mean, what the hell is a piece of corky? A no. piece of foam. Colored. Okay, challenge. Let's see. Dude, it. we got, no, we're going to find a time. Dude, you couldn't tell me that if we went up there. I mean, we did get one on a on a Laffy Taffy. Right. I'd say you, <laughs> I've caught, and I've caught them on jelly beans, but you can't tell me that if we went, especially where we went up a couple of years, a couple of winters ago. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're There's trout. some. They're trout. They're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're stupid, but I think they're, they're good stupid. eating trout, though. They are, and they're fun. I do like summer steelhead. They might be stupid, but to we, this, we Clint love still them hasn't caught one. Well, that's because a steelhead, steelhead being steelhead? Steelhead. steelhead being stupid is still smarter than Clint. Oh, oh yeah, I see so. that. I see that. No, I will tell you <laughs> what you it is. Catch one this weekend, Clint. <laughs> Clint will catch a steelhead the time the day he decides he's gonna go three, four, five, six, seven days in a row. That's when Clint will catch a steelhead. These like I'm gonna go one day here and then I'll go like three weekends you know later and then times, three weekends after that. Like you got to put in time. You know how many times and Mike would back me up on this that I asked Clint I'm like Let's go today. And oh, I got my puppy dog or oh, I got like oh, I got my I, new I mean, girl. I got, I got my, my new, new girlfriend. girlfriend, my new whatever. I mean, it, seriously, okay, like seriously, there was at least podcast. was there Mike was there not three or four times this? I know you can, he's not in this podcast, right. but he is nodding his last winner. When I'm like, hey, I only caught like 16 today. Let's go. You might be able to get one, buddy. Yeah, Whatever. Too easy. I didn't have a girlfriend. I've invited him so well, many times, Well, he had a puppy too. dog. I know. I've literally never invited him. I feel so bad. <laughs> I can look back and think. Well, I'm not inviting myself, him anymore. Like, I have literally never invited Clint. Clint, be at my house at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. You'll that's catch terrible. one. That's terrible. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Problem, <laughs> I'll make Let me explain to you guys the problem with winter steelhead fishing. There's been, like, this, like, group of dudes that I have winter steelhead fished with my whole life that are, like, obsessed with it. And so when winter steelhead season rolls around, you're, like, talking to those, like, four or five guys on the regular, like, every day. And it's just, like, who you make plans with. It's just how it goes. But if yeah. you want to go winter steelhead fishing, you just got to call me. Say, let's go winter steelheading. That's a lie. You've told me a million times you're not going to bring Clint anywhere. Mm. <laughs> Mike says that's a lie, too. I'd say... I would say if you want to catch a steelhead. Hey, I tried, and I'm just not going to try anymore. You go this weekend. It's going to be your best chance to catch a steelhead is this weekend. You could even go off the bank. If he can bounce something up out of 22 he's feet of water, he'll steelhead. caught one. Oh, oh yeah, he's caught some no winners? With oh. me, one time on a 360. <laughs> that doesn't even count. I know, that's what I said. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what I said. How do you? That, oh, God. <laughs> it was a, dude, it was such. Cam, it was a 15-pound hatchery fish, oh, too, that we had to let go. Oh, yeah, one of those big September ones. Mm -hmm. Big B-run hatchery fish. We had to fish. let it go. See, it that's the only thing I'm bummed about beast. is them opening the, the Columbia Steelhead, but they're only open it July 31st. So mm -hmm. when everybody goes down to Bowie 10 and I got some extra time, I get to go fish where nobody else is. That's nice. I'm going to miss that. There's been years where the Bowie 10 fishery didn't crack off 
on August mm-hmm. one, where guys were actually just running up river and catching steelhead because the steelhead fishing was still I remember so good. Mm-hmm. One year we had to go drop um, one of your favorite guide buddies boat off down at buoy 10 and we went down steelhead fish caught a limit and then went and dropped the boat off all on the same day that never happened did it's one of those typical I got like, a picture guide of it. stories yeah i want to hear a picture it didn't happen i <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> all right guys i think we're going to wrap this up i want to say thank you so much for listening to these podcasts we're going to keep doing our best to make these things better we're working on new better audio new microphones new studios and we're going to keep trying to evolve this podcast just like we have all of our content do not forget make sure you guys are checking out our youtube channel we just broke 120,000 subscribers on there so thank you so much for the support we appreciate it and i think that's all i got drop a comment leave a review we'll see you guys on the river see you guys. Later.